everybody. Welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, November 26th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live, turkey style. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat Gobble Gobble. Gobble Gobble, everyone. Happy Turkey Day. So, we're coming at you live and in person. Now, we are... It's raw and it's live always. Yes. But for the past... Eight months. Eight months. Eight months. Yes. Since mid-March. Since mid-March, Pat and I have been in separate rooms doing this podcast, Mm -hmm. and we are no longer. We are. I wouldn't say face-to-face. We're more than six feet apart. Right. But we are looking at each other. Yes. Yes. And it is... Very strange. It's yeah. I'm, I'm not we sure. have forgotten what the other one looked like. Yes, and the memory coming back is too much all at once. It is. Um. So just to be clear, because everyone out there, I get it. Mm-hmm. We all got to be safe as possible, protecting each other, all that. Clayton has been tested. I'm tested. Well rested. Yeah. Small chested. Small chested. Yeah. Of course. Um, you all know the shirt. And I, of course, heavily quarantined, work from home. My wife and I don't go anywhere. We don't see anyone. So it's 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 fine. Yeah. It's all fine. The B.O. boys, for one episode at least, are together. And I think this is the week that we needed to be in the same room. Oh, yeah. This is a big week. Yeah. This is a huge episode. It would have been tough to do an episode this big virtually we would have done it if we had to because mm-hmm. listen we've been doing this for eight months we haven't missed a week no well we missed one week, well, one, two, week. one one or two but weeks. in a pandemic year we missed one week i mean we usually miss at least one week in a normal year so. yes um but we it would have been tough to do this week virtually because this is a huge huge week in box office news yeah we have to stare in each other's eyes as we're doing this so we got a lot to go go through. Yeah. We're going to go to the top five real fast. Uh, a pathetic piss poor top five. I'm sorry. It's looking really bad out there. Number one, Freaky, two weeks in a row, made $1.2 million, down 64.4%. Yeah, that's a huge... I mean, that's the horror movie drop. Mm-hmm. You know, the teen horror movies usually do have those precipitous drops. But when you're starting at three, right, there right. ain't a lot of places to go. Right. So here's something to think about with this drop for Freaky. We have been talking a lot about how the deal that Universal struck with AMC, where it is the the uh, shrinkage window. 17 day. 17 day. Movie comes out. It's on PV, PVOD 17 days later. We've talked about how that is such a great deal for both the movie companies and for the theaters. Is there a chance, though, that people are catching on in the sense that the people who may have even in a pandemic went to see Freaky these first two weekends they know they could just buy it from home in a couple of weeks. Like, do you think that has played any part? Well, I think it could because we're going to get to two movies in this top five that are still in theaters and already on PVOD. Mm -hmm. And 
you they've had precipitous drops as well and i do think they're they're figuring it out cuz they're going on iTunes and they're seeing a movie that they went to the theater to see 2 weeks ago right which has never happened to them before right so maybe they google right they find deadline right. they listen to us right of course well that's the big thing is we're getting this information out in such a big way you know especially in a pandemic Everyone's listening to us right now. They're finding out this news that probably the movie business would have wanted to keep quiet. They would have wanted to keep it under wraps. Well, theatrical, at the very yeah. least, the theatrical. The exhibitors wish we didn't exist right now. So are we hurting theatrical with our reach? Is that what you're getting at? I would never say we're hurting anything. I would never, ever see that you ground. Never, you would never admit admit to. No, no. Because that's, you know, you get you in trouble with lawsuits. So I would never, ever admit to anything. But even aside from that, I don't think we're hurting theatrical. Um, because we're getting the information out. But then people have to make the choice that they make. Exactly. You know, so I think there is a chance that because of our show, because of our reach... There are theater goers who are learning that something like Freaky will be available on PVOD in 17 days, but they're making the choice to wait and watch it at home. I And I do, I also think, and we're going to get into this later as well, Wonder Woman 1984 mm-hmm. going to streaming yep. has shaken everybody to the core. So yes. even the viewing public is thinking, if Wonder Woman doesn't think it's safe to be in theaters, right? then I shouldn't be in theaters. Now, we know it's getting released in theaters, but most people are... The, the idea of having it in the theaters in HBO Max is to give a breadcrumb to the theatrical right. end and then really pack on the subscribers. Right. This is a move by Warner Brothers' parent company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They said... Get this movie out. Put yes. this on your streaming site. Yes. Because yes. Netflix is eating our lunch. Disney Plus is eating our lunch. And these guys don't know. Yes. These guys and gals, they don't know. They don't care that Netflix has a running start. Right. That right. they are so many miles ahead of HBO Max that it's almost impossible. Right. They right. don't care. They're looking at, we want to be, we want a headline. Disney's getting all the headlines. Netflix is getting all the headlines. Where is our headline? Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's the that's not again, that's not Warner Brothers. You're right. That's Warner Brothers parent company. Like the the president of Warner Brothers, it's above his pay grade yeah. to have made the decision to put Wonder Woman 84 on HBO Max. Because it's like he's in charge. He's like, no, we need more cheaper warheads. And oh, put Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max. And right. then he's like do something else that's bad that big corporations pollute more pollute Pollute more more, yeah yeah exactly that waste in that big river instead of the small river yes those are his three decisions for the day yeah um so do you think then that because we're, we're trying to analyze why this this is one of the lowest box office totals in recorded history well you'll see the only movie to make over a million dollars in the whole top 10 let alone the top five is freaky. Everything is lower than a million dollars. Wow. So we are basically going back to the early in the pandemic levels of box office. Like back in the days when the 
uh, indoor hardtop theaters were not open at all, and it was just drive-ins. We're 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 falling back to those levels. This is Even Phoenix, with, Oregon territory. Yes, yes. I mean, not that bad, but close. Yes, we are. We're getting back to the level where, conceivably, again, me and you could record. A, a movie on our iPhones and get number one at the box office. This we, time we're going to do it. Yes, this time we'll, we'll do it. We we won't be. We came up with that idea. What was the name of the movie that of the people that did it? We had them on the show. You know what? It's a raw feed. I can't remember. Fuck but it. We'll do it. We'll look. We doing it live, but we'll look it up later. It's a great movie, though. Yeah, we had them on the show. They're great. But yeah. anyway, that's the level that these numbers are starting to slide back to, where. The everyday Joe Lunchpail can just make a movie as an iPhone, come up with some kind of scheme, rent out a movie theater, and make it number one at the box office. And we're not there yet. I no. mean, Freaky is a real movie. Vince Vaughn, real movie star, number one. But it's looking bad. So back to Wonder Woman 84, do you think that the news of Wonder Woman 84 going to HBO Max that has affected theater goers where they feel like they almost feel like it's how we've talked about people don't want to be part of a loser. And does going to the movie theater at all right now not just feel unsafe. Makes you a loser. But it makes you a loser. Yes. In, in their eyes. We're not yes. saying this, but like no, the we, perception. We love theaters in a safe way, of course. We'd still love for people to be able to go. And we're not losers. No, and we're not losers. But we're also, winners. we're not going to the theaters right now. Me and you are not going. No. And we're going to rent Freaky on PVOD in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. December 4th. Um, so I think that could be a big part of what's going on now is the the theater goers are starting to feel like going to the theater. It's not just dangerous, but it's it's pathetic. There's we've always, We've been saying for so many months throughout this pandemic that you know this is the movie that is going to change everything you know we said it with trolls world tour yes we said it with tenet mhm but i will say that wonder woman 1984 mhm going to hbo max it's the movie that changed everything okay we will look back on this decision and it will have just wide-ranging reverberations. This is the butterfly effect situation. Okay. Not the I, butterfly effect movie. No. this is Which the, did not really make an impact. It didn't. It didn't. I mean, they were small ripples because uh, you know everything makes some sort of ripple. Right, right, right. But the Wonder Woman 1984 ripples are way bigger than the butterfly effect movie ripples. Mm-hmm. I do think this is a, a, a sea change, if you will. I and mean, we're going to see this later uh, once so, we start talking about Well, let's about, table that because yeah. we've got a full streaming uh, versus theater discussion coming up. So anything else to say about Freaky as the number one movie of the week? No. Do we feel like this is a, a, a run that affects any of either the stars of this movie or the producer of this movie in any way, either positive or negative. Uh, it, it didn't end up being... Well, here's the one thing is... It could have been bigger for Vince. He's trying yes. to do... He's trying to move into a different stage in his career. This is a big, juicy star part. Yep. 
great concept. Surprise, no one's thought of it before. Yep. And a, a director with a track record, the guy who did Happy Death Day and Happy De- Death Day to You, uh, Blumhouse, like everything's there for this to be big. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a devastating hit, but I think, yeah, Vince Vaughn, he's a guy who was like, he just signed to a different agency. Mm-hmm. He's really trying to rehabilitate his his image. And this sucks for him. This did not do... It might find its life on PVOD or streaming. Right. But this didn't give him the bump that I think he wanted. This is one of those movies that I think the place where this could give Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, the, the, the teenage star of this movie, give them a bump is at some point in the next few years when this does get to Netflix. And Netflix, the way they sneakily do will probably try and promote it as like a Netflix original because they'll figure no one's actually seen this movie. And it may do like 80 million streams in the first week when it's on Netflix well, there and is, get a lot of Twitter buzz. There is something called the Netflix effect. Right. You're aware of this, which is exactly this, where they don't necessarily try to reclaim it, but a movie like our beloved Den of Thieves. Mm-hmm. That was a movie that got a huge Netflix bump because it was did well in the box office. It right. did okay. I mean, it was enough to get a, a sequel greenlit. I don't know if, what's going on with that, obviously, with everything up in the air. But it was a massive success on Netflix. Right. And that's a movie that had a second life. And I do agree. I think Freaky is it's possible for that to have that same sort of uh, life. Yeah. Yeah, because I I would be surprised if it is like a giant moneymaker on PVOD, but I think that'll be what happens. I think as long as it goes to Netflix rather than, you know, Universal burying it on Peacock. Peacock, yeah. Because I think that would be... Cuckoo. Yeah, that would... That is definitely a sound drop of ours. It is not the fact that we are currently at uh, a house with a cuckoo clock. Um, I think that if they end up putting this movie on peacock and again we'll talk about all the streamers then this is a disaster for vince vaughn because then it is a movie that doesn't make any money at the box office and will probably not get a second life in terms of people finding it on a streamer no and he went on all these podcasts for nothing that's that's what's rough is he wasted his big podcast tour his big virtual tour on a movie that's not going to be his comeback movie. Yeah. So because yeah. then he then his next movie he's going to have to go on these same lame ass podcasts. Right, right, right. And he's going to have to come up with new childhood traumas or whatever he, you have to talk about on a podcast. So yeah, this movie I guess in the end it is a disappointment because it could have been Vince Vaughn's big box office comeback, and it's definitely not. No. But. Talk about a comeback yep. and talk about a success story. Yep. The number two movie in America in its seventh week. Wow. The War with Grandpa made $747,000, down 43.4%. Now, that's a big drop, but the past two weeks, this thing has been climbing back up the charts and the drops have been either in the teens or the low 20s. Yeah. It's right now sitting at $16.1 million. That's This huge. is a movie that is probably going to go over 20. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a movie, we've talked about it, is probably going to be playing for months. Mm-hmm. This Through movie, Christmas. Definitely. Well, this is the thing. We are sitting here, we're recording this the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, Devil's Night. And this weekend is traditionally a big movie weekend. Obviously, it will be completely different this year. You know, it's not going to be all these families together who then go out into a movie theater like usual. But there will be some of that. Yes. Like, we are already seeing the news reports. People are gathering for Thanksgiving. They're flying across the country. You know, grandma, beware. Your grandson's coming home from college. It's, What's it is the war with grandpa. This it's is, the war with grandpa. Yes. It's the war with grandma. Yes. It's the war against yes. grandma. Yes. Grandpa. We have a real life war with grandpa going on. Will those college kids who are returning home to wage war with grandpa, will they, perhaps as grandpa's final act, take him to see the war with grandpa this weekend? Possibly. Like, I mean, it, 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 there's definitely a large chance that it happens to a very large segment of the population. Yes, yes. There is a good chance that there will be a grandpa who is, I mean, let's just say it, is is killed by his grandson in real life. And as one of his final acts, he will see the war with grandpa in the theater with his grandson. That will happen this weekend. There is above a zero uh, uh, chance that that will happen. Now, not to be crass... Not, never, we, not to be crass. But we are the B.O. boys. We talk about yeah. box office. We're, We're talking, talking only business. in terms of box office. We're talking about business. Do these sorts of scenarios right. make a War with Grandpa sequel, does that, like, does that diminish its box office potential? No. Because you are taking somebody to see the first one, they're passing on, right. and then... There's going to be bad feelings around that franchise where the grandson's not going to want to go. The grandpa's not going to be around. I think so. You just lost two viewers. I think you've only, in that scenario, I think you've only lost one customer because I think for the grandson, because you remember, you're talking about a, uh, a, a grandson who was so oblivious that he's coming straight from home from college during a pandemic going straight to his grandparents, taking him out to a movie. I think that same grandson, by the time War with Grandpa 2 comes out, he's going to look at that movie as, oh, that's the last time I hung out with Grandpa. There's nostalgia. Nostalgia for it. He's going to take his friends to see it. You got to, you know, my grandpa's not here. You got to come with me to see War with Grandpa 2. This movie means a lot to me. So I think it it, it so helps the box So he's bringing a younger... He's bringing newer, younger uh, yes, yes, theater goers. Yes. Wow. So you they... know, or or his post college girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, he's finally in a in a serious relationship, or it's not a serious relationship, but it's the girl he was still dating when he graduated college. They have a year or so together. War with Grandpa Two comes out. They go see that movie, and maybe that's the last movie they see before they break up. Yeah. So then the third one is like, this is the woman I thought I was going to marry, and right. all that. And so. he takes his wife to see it. Yeah, so there for this, there is definitely someone out there who's going to have a very uh, emotional, lifelong relationship with the War with Grandpa series. Should this be 
a commercial for the movie. Possibly. Uh, like, this feels like the beginning of Up. Yes, yes. It's hitting me in that same way. Yes. No, if they could get this kid on, the, on a commercial someday, you've got to do it. Yeah. But I do think that this weekend, this Thanksgiving weekend, this unfortunate amount of big family gatherings that will happen, I think it will see a bump for the war with Grandpa, or at least a hold that is good enough that I, I mean, are we on board with this? Is the war with Grandpa have a chance to move to number one at the box office this Thanksgiving weekend? No. Oh, because there's a big movie coming out. Yeah, they were cruise. Yeah, oh, right, yeah, right. We'll yeah. talk about that later. But that's a it shame. Will be number two. It will be number two. Free. We both agree. Freaky will slide behind War with Grandpa this weekend. It, who's going? To, who's going to see Freaky for Thanksgiving? Right, right. Come on, have some respect. Right, and especially at this point, Freaky, you're so close to seeing Freaky at home. That's the thing. Whereas War with Grandpa will be will be playing only in theaters for months, right? I mean, his war with grandpa is not a No, this is going to have a situation. normal window. Yeah. It's squeezing every drop yeah out of the box office. Yeah. This is an old school just resurging hit. Yeah. This is like how you know the thing about how the pandemic has destroyed theatrical, part of what it's done is sort of return it a little bit in a in a much less profitable way to the model that movie theaters used to have, like in the seventies, where like The Godfather would be playing for uh, a year and a half Run in the same the theater. Yes, and The War with Grandpa is that type of movie. It's going to be a movie that is on the marquee for the better part of a year. Well, The War with Grandpa is the tenant people wanted to see. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I think this weekend's going to be big for War with Grandpa. It's going to be, you know, listen, the, 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 the type of people who are gathering for a normal big family gathering on Thanksgiving weekend are probably going to be the type of people who are going to go see a movie theater, or go to a movie theater this weekend. And War with Grandpa is probably going to be the number one pick. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what it does next week. I'm yeah. excited just for the holidays to see the Worth Grandpa mm-hmm. and just how high it can go. Yeah. And yeah. how long it can stay. Yeah, it's one of the few bright spots overall in the year, but definitely in terms of the box office year. War with Grandpa is one of the feel the few feel good stories we're getting right now. We're looking at a year. Mm-hmm. In box office, where a if you make twenty million dollars, cube, mm-hmm. you are a massive hit. Yes, and you are in the top twenty-five domestic grocers of the year. Right, because I took a look at the domestic gross top ten for this year, and number eight or nine is the gentleman, which made thirty-nine million dollars. Wow. Just by virtue of coming out early in the year, that's that's actually we'll definitely do a year in review episode in oh, December. Cool. That's a little tease. Yes, that's just a taste. You, we won't go further than that. But just the fact that we've told you the gentleman is in the top ten of the year, that is an incentive to listen to our year in 
review episode. And let's make a pact right now. Don't Google it. Don't ruin it. No, no. Don't ruin the surprise. Well, you know what? I say the opposite. Go ahead and Google it. You're not going to fully understand it. You're not going to have all the context. You're not going to have the analysis needed. And you won't You'll, remember it. And you won't remember it. You definitely won't remember it by the time the episode comes. So, you know what? As soon as this episode is over, go ahead and Google the top 10 box office grosser of the year. It's going to be jibber jabber to yeah. you. You're not going to get it. Google your little hearts out. Yep. So let's speed through this next three movies. Mm-hmm. Number three, Let Him Go. That's a Kevin Costner, Diane Lane starrer. 70, oh, $724 million. $1,000. Oh, it's $1,000. Sorry. Raw feed. Fuck it. Right. $724,000. Down 58.5%. I mean, all these things are dropping theaters because theaters are closing mm-hmm. and such. So this dropped 551 theaters. It's made $7.9 million. This is a movie that's now on PVOD, nineteen ninety nine rental. Mm-hmm. I do think, like we said previously, this is the hardcore Yellowstone fans mm-hmm. went out the first weekend. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're at home. They're probably going to be watching this on PVD, yeah. PVOD, I assume. Yeah. Though I think this could also be a movie that gets a little holiday bump. You know, I think there is, again, thinking of... The, the the families that are getting together this Thanksgiving weekend, the, the, the Stax families, I think you're going to have, I think you might have some Stax families who have seen this movie in theaters already and who will then say, you know, Billy's in town from college. Let's, we love Let Him Go. I bet you Billy's going to love it. Let's take him. Let's take his friends. Let's, you know, all get in the minivan drive you know the the possibly the two hours it takes up the hill in the forest to get to the one theater that's open in their neighborhood in the stacks and they'll go see let them go for their second time so they're so and grandpa's in there too let him go is relying on word of mouth yes i think so word of mouth slash you know forced viewing Mm -hmm. you know that sort of like holiday weekend family forced movie viewing where it's not really word of mouth because word of mouth implies I tell you I think this is good and then you go see it because you want to see this good movie there's consent involved yes forced holiday family movie going is more I'm telling you I think this is good but it also doesn't matter whether you trust that opinion or not because we're all going because you're not staying home tonight that's a movie where the mom says i think you'd get a kick out of it yes 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 yeah so that's where that might get a bump i'm not seeing it i feel like it's pretty much going down the drain but Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion Mm -hmm. number four come play okay made five hundred sixty two thousand dollars down 47.6 percent Eight million cum. This movie is a movie that's been on PVOD for a week now, and it was not even making the charts on PVOD. Yes, interesting. So this is going to be an interesting thing. We're seeing these movies come to PVOD in in in, in not even making the top ten. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this a little bit with the release of of Come Play was released end of October. So that the theater debut would capitalize on the Halloween, you know, window. Window. 
The fact that now it's gone into PVOD in the middle of November, I think that's where they're giving up some box office because if this hit PVOD early October, I bet you it would have done really well. Mm -hmm. You know, there was just that part of our brain that we feel like we should watch scary movies in October. But I think once October is over, there is a huge amount of moviegoers who feel like, I, def- I don't want to watch any scary movies because it is not the season for that. No. No, this isn't this isn't uh, boo season. Exactly. This is gobble-gobble season. Yep, yep. So I, I, I could understand why Cumplay is not doing well on PBOD right now in the middle of November. It, Let Him Go is going to be an interesting case to yes. see how that does in its first week. Mm-hmm. I could see PBOD. that tearing up the charts. I could see that. I could see that being a number one. Yeah. Number five, re-release the Santa Claus. Huh. Well, that's, I mean, that's it right yeah. there. Yeah. $461,000 in 1,581 theaters. You know, Walt Disney, it's smart. I mean, it's a catalog film. It's a right. popular film. Now, again, a movie you could see on Disney+. Plus, right. But there was... $291 worth of people in each theater, that's the average, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. were like, you know what? I'd rather go to a theater than sit in front of Disney Plus and watch this movie. Right. Well, a movie that they probably own in uh, in the clamshell, ver- the VHS clamshell version, mm-hmm, version you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, something to think about with a movie like that. And I wonder how much of this plays into other movies, but definitely like a catalog movie like The Santa Claus. We did talk about a while ago how AMC was renting out theaters to people. Like you could basically rent out an AMC to watch a catalog film with a group of friends. And I think it you know, would be like a two or $300 minimum rental, depending on if it's a catalog movie versus a newer movie. I could see something like the Santa Claus re-release is probably making a lot of money through that format. Now, I'm just not sure that's being reported. That you don't know if those are... uh, We have to look into if that's being part of the weekend numbers. I would think it is because A, it's at an AMC. So it's not like, you know, Billy Bob's, uh, uh, you know... uh, inside of a cave movie theater, which is probably not reporting numbers. You no, know, AMC Not accurately, at the very least. And it's still a very direct sale. Yeah. Because we're if you're renting a theater, you're selecting a specific movie, so it's still very trackable. You know, if, if uh, uh, people rent a theater to watch the Santa Claus, it's a very easy way to track that Santa Claus made that money that weekend. I don't know for sure, but I would actually assume that that is counting towards the the weekend box office. It could be when you look at that theater average, two ninety one. Right, that's almost the 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 cost of a theater rental. That that very well could be. Yeah. So if you're a wanna be a boy, a wanna be a girl, a wanna be a person, and you rented out a theater to watch Santa Claus with your friends and family or by yourself. Mm-hmm. Email us. Yeah. Let us know. Definitely, if you are a wannabe old boy, wannabe old girl, or wannabe old person who rented out a theater to watch the Santa Claus, and you did rent it out to watch it by yourself, definitely email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. 
I would love to hear about that experience, being one person in an empty theater, rented it out so that you could watch Santa Claus instead of watching on Disney Plus at your house, watching it on Freeform, watching it on the Disney Channel. Yeah. And pics, please. You got to send us pics. Yes, yes. So that brings us to a big movie that opened yesterday. Okay. Wednesday the 25th. The Croods, A New Age, a.k.a. The Croods 2. Wow. Why not just put 2 in the title? I don't understand. When you have these animated movies, you want people to know that it's something that hap- that happened mm. before mm-hmm. so that they are like, oh, this is this is a product I know. Right. This right. is an IP I understand. I d- cannot understand why The Croods, A New Age is the title and it's not Croods 2. Right, right. Even The Croods 2 a new age. I do, like why isn't it that? It's so stupid. But I'm just being nitpicky. It's being reported on Deadline as of Wednesday night, late night, mm-hmm. that it's nearing 2 million dollars in its opening day. That it's is opening day. Yep. That, that is, is outstanding. And it's opening in 2000 in uh, 2000 211 theaters. Wait, so it is looking like it will have made $2 million in just the Wednesday of this five-day weekend. Deadline says, The Crude's a new age, opening day nearing $2 million. Okay, so then, Clayton, are we potentially looking at a five-day opening weekend? Bigger than Tenant? Bigger than Tenant. Yes, do we think the crews could hit double digits this weekend? Is $10 million possible? Because the Wednesday is not going to be the biggest day of this weekend. People are traveling. Right. So that f- Friday, Saturday, possibly Sunday of this week could end up hitting over $2 million a day. Here's why this movie could do that. Okay. Because... DreamWorks, who's putting this movie out, mm-hmm. is actually spending money on ads, mm-hmm. which the only other movie that's done that is what? Tenet. Right. So they're, they've partnered with Vizio, Chime, Burger King, all the big names. Right. And that's why this movie might be doing as well as it is because... Ad spend has been so low mm. in the past couple uh, weeks and months after Tenant because they were blasting with ads, blasting with ads, and we saw what happened with Tenant. Right. These companies, Universal's not gonna put up huge billboards everywhere and 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 have like Burger King tie-ins for a film that they're just gonna dump on PVOD seventeen days later. Right. right. Come play Be- isn't getting a Burger King licensing deal. No, because. This movie is going to PVOD in a shortened window, but it's not coming to PVOD until December 25th. Wow. So it's going to hit both the big holidays. This is a pretty brilliant strategy. Yes. By DreamWorks. I mean, this is a film that they canceled three years ago. This film was supposed to come out and they straight up canceled it. And they are probably now kissing the ground that they did not and that they had this ready for the pandemic. But also, it's still not going to make a hell of a lot of money. 
but it's going to make more money than it would have not existed. I mean, this is going to be the movie that gives a lifeline to these movie theaters over the next month. Like, maybe not the studio was kissing the ground, but the theater owners are definitely, and if they are not yet, they better get down on their knees and pray. Not pray. pray. Well, pray in a way of not asking for things, but praying to give thanks for these crudes. Because mm-hmm. these crudes and these attitudes that the crudes have are going to keep these theaters alive this next month. I mean, this is the only movie other than The War with Grandpa mm-hmm. that is making any sort of big money that isn't going to PVOD shortly or already on PVOD. And, I mean, when you bring up the, the advertising thing, it's, again, not to go back to War with Grandpa, but it just makes that movie so much more impressive because I don't think that movie has had a single commercial. No. No. I, I, I have not seen any commercials for it. And no digital ads, which would be a waste for a Grandpa-directed movie, you know, yeah, aimed audience. But I've definitely, you're right, I've definitely seen a lot of Crude's uh, uh, promotion out there. And so this is a film that's going to do theatrical yep. exclusively, then go Christmas Day, PVOD, do that, make that money. Then it's probably going to go to Peacock. And it's going to be one of those movies that I know we make. you're making fun of Peacock. You're saying Peacock doesn't, doesn't it's matter. It's a graveyard. But it will be a crown jewel of Peacock. It'll be a movie that is was advertised, did well in the theater, probably did really well on PVOD and then a movie that people will catch up with. Right. Well, will the Croods two, a new age, just, just the Croods, a new age, the, the kids that will, they'll put the two in there. They'll, they'll popularize calling it Croods two. I'm sure. But will the Croods, a new age be enough of a draw to get, where kids are going to say, I want to watch the Croods. I want to watch the Croods. Their parents are saying, listen, we I paid to see it in the movie theater. I paid to see it as a PVOD rental. It's Now it's on Peacock, but I don't have Peacock. And the kids are saying, well, listen, you've got to download Peacock. You've got to download the app. I have to watch Croods New Age today. Will that be enough to actually get these people to start downloading the Peacock app on their Apple TVs, on their Roku's, on their streaming devices? Because they're not doing it now. Crude's might we assume they. The thing with Peacock is it's there's a lot of content on the free tier, right? But it there's commercials. There's a lot of movies that are free. If Crude's is a that's the thing. We'll see. Will it be behind the paywall, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or will it be an incentivizing movie? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if it's behind the paywall, I don't think people are going to pony up five ninety nine or nine ninety nine or whatever it is. No, then they'll just rent it or buy it if they yeah. can on PVOD. Because the kid just wants the crudes. The kids. The kid does not want, you know, season two of AP Bio. No. So, I think that. This is going to be even very interesting box office because we we might, I mean, let's do it right now. Do you say over ten? Do you say over ten million dollars? Oh my god, that that feels 
that feels so that staggering to imagine or looking on Monday morning and seeing a five day of ten million dollars. Yes, I basically let's make it. Does it hit double digits? We have not seen double digits in a weekend in so long. Yeah. So five day, I'm saying it. Crude's new age gets to ten million dollars by Monday morning box office. Okay, I'll say no just to make it fun. Okay, great. But I feel like it could. Yeah, I mean you're definitely rooting for it. Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I, of course with Bo Boys we root for yeah. box office yeah. no matter what. So let's then now move to. We had a heated discussion last episode. Yes. We disagreed strongly. And again, we are this episode in the same room for the first time in eight months. And of course, Clayton has been tested. I'm well rested. Votes mal chested. And so we're in the same room. I am glad, though, that last week's episode was virtual because it got heated and it would have gotten bloody had we been in the same room. We just have a fundamental difference when it comes to what the future is going to be for, I think, theatrical. I think for how people consume movies, for how people perceive IP. I think that's the main difference. You think that streaming will dilute and dilute an IP, make it seem less worthwhile. Yes. And I don't agree with that. I, I think that when you give people something for free and then you try and sell them the free thing next time, they're going to say, no, that's a free thing. I don't pay for that. So but my my big thing about Wonder Woman 1984. They're paying for HBO going Max. To HBO Max. But people don't think about streaming services as a... Uh, uh, Something that they're really paying for. Because it's a recurring bill they don't see. Yes. It just comes out of their bank account like a lot of things. It's where a gym membership. You, it's a gym, And a gym membership is not a, uh, a premium experience. You know, though, when you have paid to see a theater, uh, going to go see something in a movie theater. You know, it's like the difference between a gym membership and buying a Soloflex machine. A gym membership, you forget that you're paying for it, but God damn it, you know that you have spent $800 on a Soloflex machine. Because you're staring at it every day. Every day, because you're sitting on it to watch television at this point. Yeah. Because your recliner broke. You don't use the Soloflex machine, and fuck it, I'll drag it into the living room, and I'll just, at least I'll sit on it. Well, you spent all your money on that machine, you're not going to be able to get a new recliner. Right. So It's a monkey's know- paw situation, I guess, yes. right? yes. And so you, there is a difference between the premium experience and the recurring small costs. And I think once you've put Wonder Woman 1984 into that recurring small cost, basically free tier, you ain't going to get me to spend $800 on it in a couple of years for the sequel. But there has to be a point of change. There has to be a tipping point. There has to be a spark that lights a fire Mm -hmm. that changes people's minds and changes people's hearts. That happens. People like you, Pat, no offense, will go 
to the wall for something that is already dead. So, but you're saying then theatrical, you're saying the, the superhero movies, again, I'm not saying you couldn't put the lovebirds again. That'd be cuckoo. Yeah. You can't put, I'm not saying you can't put the lovebirds on Netflix instead of theaters. I'm not saying that you can't even put, uh, what was that Tom Hanks submarine movie that, that came out? Greyhound. Greyhound. That you can't put Greyhound, take that from theatrical or streaming. But if if you're telling me that superhero giant IP movies in theaters is a dead format, then what I'm saying to you is then movie theaters are officially done. I'm not saying it's a dead format. I'm saying that it's not the prominent format that it used to be. It's it's an avenue, not the avenue so you know how there used to be one road in a town right well now there's several roads and it dilutes the power of the original road but the original road still is there and people like to go there once in a while yeah but now that you've had but all it's these faster other... to go on the other roads. well you bring all these roads into a town is also something that i don't think is a great idea because yeah the original road had a lot of cachet that it no longer has because you've got other roads well see that's the thing is like that feeling you have right. is an old way of thinking. You're thinking, I want one road. Yes. And the, guess what? Make Gen the road Z, bigger. Make the road bigger. Wider road. Gen Z wants many roads. Okay. Well. They, they don't want to have to choose one road. And they're driving in circles. No. Because all the roads, they crisscross and it was not well designed and you're getting a lot of accidents because the roads... They See, they lead to the same place. Yeah, but that that they can they can navigate that. You can't. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, they have. I've, also, I don't drive. Oh, that's the very roads. True. The a, roads metaphor was probably not fair to me. Rivers. Yes, I get that. All right. I get how we don't need a second Mississippi River. Okay, so all that's to say, there's big streaming war news. So this was the shot across the bow. This is where. HBO Max said, hey, Disney, Mm -hmm. check us out. Okay. Check me out. Right, right. And now, Deadline article a couple days ago, Disney is mulling a pivot of Pinocchio, Mm -hmm. Peter Pan, and Cruella from theatrical to Disney Plus premieres. Now, Pinocchio, directed by our boy, Robert Zemeckis. Yes. Going to be directed by that. Welcome to Marwan Autor. Peter Pan, who gives a shit who does the new Peter Pan? Well, I mean, the fucking Peter, cares. Peter Pan, yes, that should go to streaming. There is a, a Peter Pan movie comes out every year. Oh, wait, I'm, oh, no, that's well, I'm wrong. The Peter Pan movie is is what, Wendy? It's is, Peter Pan and Wendy, and it's David Lowry, who is a, a, a director I really like, so yes. I'm sorry, I apologize. Well, He's a guy who, who did A Ghost Story, which is one of my favorite movies, I think. Yes, and he did the uh, Pete's Dragon movie for Disney that, uh, actually, like did okay, and everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. So he's like also he's like an indie guy who's also become a Disney guy. But Cruella, well, this is the big one. Cruella is a big, big property for them, starring Emma Stone. Emma Stone, who right. is a movie, movie star. star, right? So here's the thing, though, is that well, just one question: these movies, yes. Cruella, I think, is a movie that was already finished, right? Like, Cruella is a 
movie that went into production pre-pandemic is done. These other movies, are they also finished movies that Disney might move from theatrical to streaming? Or are they like movies that haven't even filmed no, yet? No, they, they haven't even filmed yet. So, this is a Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was going to star in Pinocchio. So Tom Hanks gets God. relegated to streaming again. But not relegated. See, now I'm using your vernacular. See, he's not being relegated. No, he's he's he on a is, new road. He, he is blazing a path. He is. You said it because deep down in your heart, you know that anything that goes to streaming is relegated to streaming. And that is how people are going to feel about it. But but yeah, I shouldn't use those words. Well, words hurt. I, I mean that they're now on a different avenue. A different river. river different yes. river. A different stream. A that different makes stream. sense. Okay. It's a different stream. So I think that there's a huge difference again between these movies or potential streaming movies then again something like wonder woman because disney has a million of these old you know uh uh ip that are some of them are like public domain like i mean mean you can make a peter pan movie if we want like it just couldn't look like disney's peter pan we can't have tinkerbell in it but we could have wendy you know like how we could have tinker sound in it we could have something called Tinker Sound. Yes, we could have uh, uh, the world's oldest boy, uh, Polly Potts. Polly Potts. Yes, we could. No, but we could have Peter Pan. We don't have to go the uh, off-brand Halloween costume route. We could have a Peter Pan movie. So Peter Pan itself is like, yes, that is a streaming property. Disney probably should. I mean, Disney probably should have never tried to theatrically release a new Peter Pan movie because. All of those Peter Pan movies tank at the box office. Pan. Look at Pan. Yes. Yes. Those movies are not uh, worth releasing in theaters. What was the other one that you said? Uh, There was... That are coming out? uh, The potential ones. The Cruella one. And what was the third one? Pinocchio. And I mean, Pinocchio is another one where it falls into that sort of like Dumbo category where it's a Disney property that is so old that it kind of doesn't mean much to kids. And it probably like a Pinocchio movie, even with Tom Hanks as Geppetto is not some kind oh, of, he's short. playing Peter. He, I mean, he's playing Pinocchio. He's playing Pinocchio. No, okay. No, he's, playing, he's playing, he's playing Geppetto. Come yeah. on. And so that's a movie that also makes sense for Disney plus. Like, I don't think they are other than the Cruella movie. I don't think they are really taking like a, properties out of theaters but Corella is the big one Corella is like because you think back to those Dalmatian movies that they did with Glenn Close and both of those made Bapa Bobo when they were in movie theaters in the 90s those are huge hits true I mean you seem to be stuck on the superhero thing I'm that superhero stuck, yes. movies are too big for streaming and especially but, this Wonder Woman movie I mean if you want to make uh, 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 a Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck and have that go to HBO Max, go ahead, of course. So then, like, what's your criteria then? My criteria is Wonder Woman was a box office phenomenon just a few years ago. And this is not a reboot. This is the star of that movie is back for the first sequel. The first sequel is always the biggest hit of a franchise. That's the one where we love the first one. 
We're psyched to go to see the second one. It hasn't diminished yet the way it does by the third or fourth movie. So to take this second movie and put that on streaming, that is a bridge too far. And I'm keeping bridge not in the driving metaphor, in the rivers metaphor. Wow, my head is spinning now because I don't know where the bridge is. The bridge is over the body of water, but I'm not driving it over is, it. But what it's, but how does that fit? I'm the river underneath it. and You're the river. Yes, because I'm not in the car. Uh, so, see, this is this is what I don't like about us recording in person. I think I prefer the virtual because now I'm watching you take your glasses off in confusion. And yeah. if we were over the phone, I would not have had to see this. No. I mean, I created this metaphor and I just now I'm just lost. Uh, so what do you think about Disney uh, putting these properties on Disney Plus? You love it. Listen. It's war. Yeah. And you do things in war. People die. People suffer. IPs get damaged. Right. You sacrifice precious things. Right. That's right. what happens in war. You know what, Pat? I want all out war. Put Black Widow on Disney Plus. That ain't oh God. But well the difference is I here's the thing. Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is a bigger movie than Black Widow. Yes, it's a bigger movie than Black Widow. And I think that there is a difference in... There is a part of me that I understand why HBO Max did it because they are the ones who are behind. And so in that position, you take bigger risks. Disney Plus putting Black Widow, moving it from theater to Disney Plus, to me, that's silly because... That's that's punching down. Yes, that's punching down. That's a panic move. And no, that's not no, a panic move. That's a dick-waving move. Okay, so you think that is just... But, th- that well, that's cutting off your nose to spite your face. No, I think it's that's... cutting a- off your, your dick to spite your face, in a way. Because it's like, you're hurting yourself for no reason. HBO Max needs to catch up. Disney Plus doesn't need to catch up. I think it's a backflip off the high dive. Okay. But are you hitting your head on the way down? Possibly. No, well, so close. Right. So close that people are like... (sniffs) Well, do you think... I mean, listen, you're the one who predicted Wonder Woman 1984 ends up on HBO Max. Do you think Disney Plus is taking Black Widow out of theaters and putting on a Disney Plus as a premiere? I don't think they are at the moment. Mm -hmm. I think they should because they're so backlogged with these with these uh, Marvel movies that nobody gives two shits about. Well, they should just burn it. They should just burn this prequel. No one gives a fuck about get it out to people. There's a lot of get back on schedule. There's a lot of anger, personal anger in that statement there. And there's a lot of, I think you don't give a shit about this. Who's waiting for the Eternals, Pat? Who's waiting okay. up at night being like, oh, I can't wait to see the Eternals. I wonder what's going to happen to these characters I know nothing about we're, with these actors I give nothing, no shits about. We're not talking. The Eternals is far off. We will talk a lot about the Eternals box office someday when that comes out. When Black- it wildly underperforms. Yes, I'm I agree. saying it now. But I think Black Widow, big movie star, beloved character, still part of the original... Avengers, Marvel characters that everyone loves. I think Black Widow is going to do fine. I think people are looking forward to that, especially now that we haven't had movies in so long. When Black Widow does come out post-vaccine, 
people are going to be excited for that. I think we need that movie to come out to keep the Florence Pugh momentum train going. And that'll going. be big too, yes. But ScarJo's a movie star. People love ScarJo. They love that character. I think Black Widow is something you are very anti-Marvel saying. They've lost gonna, it. It's over. I mean, we'll talk about Let's table that for when Black Widow Just is wait till those out. numbers trickle in. So it is streaming war. These companies are pulling movies out of theaters, putting them on their streamers. HBO Max making their big move at Wonder Woman 84. Disney's got all these Bobo properties that they might pull from theaters onto Disney Plus, like the Peter Pan movie, like the Geppetto movie. Um, has there been any mention of what Peacock might do? You know, that's the NBC Universal streamer. We talked about it with uh, will they put Crudes and New Age on there at some point? I, like they they ain't pulling uh, uh, Lost World three out of theaters and going straight to Peacock. Like you're not predicting that to happen. No, no. But this just in. Okay. So Godzilla versus Kong, <gasps> Netflix, Netflix, <gasps> Netflix, <laughs> Netflix supposedly made a two hundred million plus bid for the movie. Wow. But Warner Media said. We might have plans for it on HBO Max. Wait, they said that publicly? That's what Deadline is saying. That's what the article is saying. So that's breaking now. That is the... Yes, that was uh, posted today. Anthony Alessandro? It is. It's got to be our boy Anthony, Anthony Alessandro. D'Alessandro. Yeah, Alessandro, you forgot the yeah. D, but that's fine. Yeah. People forget the D. Yeah. So, rumblings tonight... That it's scheduled be that it's gonna be on the big screen, but wow. there's talks with HBO Max because they're going back and forth, dude. They're fire, 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 back and forth. Wow. This is a volley. This is a war. This is Davy versus Goliath. Wow. This is I gotta say, and if it's, that's this, more exciting, HBO Max versus Disney Plus to be is, number two is more right exciting than Godzilla versus. King Kong. Yes, I agree with that. Because we God- know Godzilla is a bum. Yeah, we've said it. We yeah. go back to our episode where we talk about this film. Yeah, it was on my bombs list, I think, and we read it the Riot Act. Right. This movie belongs on HBO Max, correct? Yes, this belongs on HBO Max. I think Wonder Woman eighty four. Again, I will never admit that that's a smart move. Godzilla versus Kong. Dropping instead of Wonder Woman 84, that dropping on Christmas Day, I would have said, very smart, great move. Let's see that. Bump up some subscriptions. It is, I got to say, as exciting as this is right now to be getting late breaking news from basically a war zone. I mean, these streamers are at war. This is a war zone. How exciting must that have been just now for our listeners to get that update live on the show. It's amazing because they're probably listening to this Thanksgiving morning. Yes. So they're hearing this and then they got turkey waiting for them. Yep. Well, that's a, in a bad year, that's one of your few good days. Yeah. They're going to be eating turkey and pie and they just found out about Godzilla vs. Kong because Netflix went for it. And you know what? That's the thing is 
what what these companies are going to start doing now mm-hmm. is not selling to Netflix. Yes. Because Netflix has been getting all these big movies, and yeah. they're going to say, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going to burn off all our stuff and sell it to Netflix. Right. We're going to start withholding these movies from Netflix. Yes. Tease and Netflix. Make them make them bid on it and then don't bay. give it to don't them. Don't give them. Make, make them just throw money at you. Yep. Yep. And then don't even look at them. Yes. That's cool. I think. That's I th- like when a, a stripper, when, when a guy throws a lot of money at a stripper and they just turn around and they don't even pick up the money at the end of the night. Yes. That's very cool. We, you always, you always think back to like, that was a cool move. Yeah. That's a cool person. Yeah. It, it's. And I, can I get that money back is what I also think, but I, that's, right. But at some point it's swept up or, yeah. you know, there, there is someone whose job it is to get that money away from you. Mm-hmm. I gotta say I was down on Warner brothers for pulling wonder woman 84, putting that on HBO max. Still think that's a bad move, but right now I think that was a pretty baller move that they let Netflix bid and then took it away. That that's was cool, cool. On, on Godzilla versus Kong. Listen, that's the type of movie you put on HBO Max. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, is this, you know, Netflix is obviously the clear number one. It seems like HBO Max and Disney Plus are battling for two. Uh, Disney Plus is number two at this point. Disney Plus is number two. Is is Universal's Peacock? Peacock's is nothing. It's nothing. We, we are not talking... We The three that we're talking... And that that speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. That the three we're talking about right now in the same sentence are Netflix, Disney Plus, and HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Three weeks ago, that is not the case. HBO Max is on that tier a little bit higher than your Peacock's your it's a lot higher because cbs all accesses it's a lot higher because again hbo is a four decade plus long brand name with a lot of subscribers true so i think they were always several tiers above your peacocks your cbs all accesses your showtimes but now they're stars they're a lot higher. They're a lot higher because of Warmer to Warmer in 84. Okay. They're making big moves, man. We're talking about them. Here's what I will give You're right. HBO Max. The B.O. boys are talking about them. And, and when that stops, then, then you've made a mistake. Yes. But right now, you're cooking with gas, buddy. Yep. And even me, even last you. week, shitting on them is still money in their pockets because I am talking about them. Yep. All right. People are going to people are going to check out HBO Max now. Yep. So, before we go, it is Thanksgiving. Mhm. Maybe you're with family, maybe you're not. You, you hopefully you're socially distanced, everybody's safe, everybody's doing what they can. But I compiled a nice little guide for people who are by themselves or with loved ones mm-hmm. as to what movies they can watch and wear this holiday weekend. Great. So this is the B.O. Boys first annual Thanksgiving viewing guide. Cool. I love it. So, of course, we had to add a little B.O. information here so you could be educated. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to just tell you about a few movies that are available to watch, where you can watch them, and whether they are originally supposed to be theatrical and when they were supposed to come out theatrically. This is huge. This is great. And just remember, this is an audio viewing guide. There will be no print edition. No. The Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you send me a, self, a self-addressed stamped envelope, I will print out a copy and send it to you. But by the time it gets to you, it will no longer matter. Right. Well, I guess then the, the faster way is... If you email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. We will mail you. We'll mail you the the viewing guide print edition after that. We will not email it back to you, but the the your request will get to us quicker faster. if you email us. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm gonna start real quick with come play because it is now on PVOD. Mm-hmm. It is still in theaters as we talked about. But it is a rental for $19.99. So if you want to see Come Play, you can. It's going to be on your iTunes, your all those all those f- places you can rent. Yeah, so watch Come Play at home. Next one is Run, which is available on Hulu. Now this is a movie that was supposed to go out, come out theatrically. It's a Blumhouse movie starring Sarah Pauly. Originally supposed to come out May 8th, 2020. But is now available as of november 20th so it's been out for a week and this was fun fact Mm -hmm. a film that broke palm springs record for the most views in a weekend for a hulu original film wow so also then give it up for to hulu also getting talked about on the bo boys is hulu part of the streaming war in a serious way. I mean, no, I know they're also they're, owned by Disney, so they're like Disney's adult brand. They're adjacent. So they I think come they're they're in a package with like Disney Plus and ESPN and Hulu. So like their success for Hulu is success for Disney Plus in a way. Right. So right. I can't really say they're a a separate competitor right, to right. any of the other big you're gonna get it in a package. I mean, I get Hulu with Spotify. Gotcha. So, You're getting this with a package. Gotcha. So Hulu's glomming on to certain properties. But, you know, they have a few entries in, in the viewing guide. So it's, mm-hmm. there are things to watch on Hulu. Next one. This is a big one. Mm-hmm. Because this is a awards baity movie, if there ever was one. We're talking Hillbilly Elegy. We're yep. talking Glenn Close. We're taking, talking Amy Adams. Available on Netflix, November 24th. So it's available now for you. Not originally supposed to be in theaters because this was bought by Netflix to try and win an Oscar this year. So was this a, the movie was uh, conceived always to be on Netflix or did Netflix buy it from something else like earlier? Like was this always supposed to be a Netflix movie? This was pretty much always supposed to be a Netflix movie. Okay, gotcha. They, I think maybe they bid on the opportunity to put it out, but I don't, it wasn't sitting around. They bought it. It wasn't a Lovebirds. It was not a Lovebirds, gotcha. no. Because Lovebirds was supposed to be theatrically released, and, right, it, was, right, and, it, right. and it wasn't. Now, there was a limited release for this film, Hillbilly Elegy. It came out November 11th, 2020. But the only reason Netflix is doing this, mm-hmm. putting it in empty theaters, is because when they win their Oscar this year, mm-hmm. they want nobody to say there's an asterisk yes they want to do what they had to do last year the year before to be eligible even though that's not the case now Mm -hmm. they don't want that asterisk so they're putting all of their movies like mank is in theaters now which 
oh, well, I guess those movies don't show up on the box office mojo top tens because Netflix doesn't report they don't numbers. Report them. And the funny thing is usually those movies get released in New York and L.A., so they're just releasing these Oscar-y movies in bumfuck stacks. In the stacks. And, Interesting. And, and, and just so that they can say, we did it the right way. We did it the old-fashioned right. way. We won this Oscar fair and square. It's it's interesting to think that a movie uh, about Appalachia, about you know the hillbilly elegy, in a normal year, released by Netflix, it only would have come out in art house theaters in New York and L.A. But because of the pandemic, hillbilly elegy is forced to come out in Appalachia only. <laughs> that is, it's irony upon irony. Yeah. So. Next up, Happiest Season. That movie came out Wednesday night when we're recording, mm-hmm. but it's going to be the night night before you listen to this. Clea, Clea Duvall directed it, mm-hmm. starring Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. Mm-hmm. It's a lesbian rom-com. It uh, was originally supposed to come out in theaters November 20th. Then it was moved to November 25th of this year. And then it was uh, released uh, released onto Hulu. So this is a film that was supposed to be a theatrical film that got a release on Hulu. So you get to see that. This is an interesting case. Okay. The Christmas Chronicles 2. Now this is the Kurt Russell Christmas <gasps> sequel. And what's interesting this is the about this... sequel to Chris Kringle? No, the Christmas Chronicle. Oh, I know what you... Yes, yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah. Netflix. Out on Netflix. Came out November 25th, 2020. Cinemark. We all know Cinemark as the theater chain. Mm-hmm. They recently made a deal to play Netflix movies in wow, theaters. Wow, that's huge. Not like for award season. Right. Not anything like that. Just as we don't have anything to play, can we play this? Wow. So you can see The Christmas Chronicles 2 in theaters, and you could have seen it last week in theaters at 32 Cinemark locations. Now, do you feel like that is a upgrade for The Christmas Chronicles franchise? Well, see, here you're trapping me, right? Yes, yeah, so I was trying to that trap That was a you. trap. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to evade the trap and say uh, no comment. That's I'm so impressed that you... It took you a few seconds because I saw that stumble, mm-hmm. but you did... I was 100% trying to entrap you. I almost got caught. Yeah. But I didn't, which you, is the most important thing. Yes. So That was great. Next one is a movie called Uncle Frank, Amazon Prime. This is a movie... Written by Alan Ball. Remember him? Oh, Six Feet Under guy, yeah. This is a movie that came out November 25th. It never was going to have a theatrical date. It was purchased by Amazon Prime from Sundance. Huh. So this is also a Oscar-y type movie. It's not getting very good reviews, but it's also a movie that you can watch at home. I mean, it's great to be able to just watch a Sundance movie at home. Absolutely. Next one, we already talked. We already talked about the Crudes. The Crudes are available only in theaters right now, but it is coming to streaming 
PVOD December 25th. Okay. So this is going to be on my Christmas viewing guide. So gotcha. put a pin in that preview one. Preview of that. So not the Gobble Gobble guide. It's the uh, uh, White Christmas guide. But the interesting thing about this is its original theatrical release dates, November 3rd, 2017, mm. then moved to December 22nd, 2017, then moved to September 18th, 2020, then moved to December 23rd, 2020, but now in theaters now and streaming on PVOD December 25th. And you know what? Movies have been moving all over the schedule this year and for some reason, this one feels right. This one feels like this is where it always should have been. Theatrical. Yeah. Just overall. The the release of Crude's New Age, it it, it feels like this, this was always its destiny. Mm-hmm. Which is an odd destiny, but we all have our destinies. And right. We don't choose them. This is one that we just talked about before the we started recording. Super Intelligence coming out on HBO Max November 26th today. Wow. This is a Melissa McCarthy starrer written by and directed by her husband, Ben Falcone. This movie was originally supposed to come out in theaters December 25th, 2019, then moved up to December 20th, 2019. This was a tentative release date mm-hmm. that was said in the future because this is a movie that was kind of seemed like a turning point pre-pandemic mm-hmm. where Ben Falcone learned about HBO Max happening mm-hmm. and said, you know what? I think this movie would do better on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Let's release it that way, which at the time was a huge deal. Right, right. But there was whispers that this movie did not People were not psyched about this movie, did not think it would do well theatrical, seeing as there, you know, there's been diminishing returns with Melissa McCarthy movies, especially ones written or directed by her husband. Yes, especially the Falcone movies. So this is a movie that moved to streaming pre-pandemic. Huh. I do remember that. And I do remember that feeling like a big deal. It was a big deal, but now it's like small potatoes well, at this point. Well, it's basically like... You know, the thing that I think a lot of us forget when it comes to HBO Max is something like Seth Rogen's American Pickle. That was supposed to be a theatrical release. It was supposed to be a theatrical release. It landed on HBO Max over the summer. It does not feel like that made any kind of impact. No. I mean, it was cuckoo to think that it would have made an impact. It's cuckoo to think that you could release that movie in theaters and it would do any business. Yes, and we love Seth Rogen, and obviously he is... And Simon Rich wrote that movie. Yeah. It's based on a Simon Rich, or at least it's based on a Simon Rich short story, and he's a hilarious writer. Right. It, but Super Intelligence feels like it's in that vein of movie, where it is a comedy star who, you know is not a big theatrical draw anymore just because also comedy stars are, are not allowed to be box office draws right now. That's why you're seeing Judd Apatow going to Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Big, I mean, that's something that we haven't talked about. Movie, yeah. Because yeah. we're not streamable boys. Right now we are. And then, you know, of course, The Trailblazer. We got our boy, The Sandman, Adam Sandler. Yeah. He went to Netflix and his career has taken off again. Yeah. It's it's interesting to to think of that Ben Falcone statement where he thought that his movie would do better on HBO Max than it did in theaters, 
when there's no real way of making that comparison because what would be better mm. like eyeballs. more people what was it eyeballs i guess eyeballs but the the idea is that at some point all of these movies end up on a television platform of some sort but i guess in their initial first month of release more people will watch it on a streamer than would pay to go see his movie in a theater well, which i guess he's right about that this was at a time when HBO Max thought that it was going to have to take baby steps or could take baby steps mm-hmm. to build a functioning streaming streaming service and when covid turned everything around it's it's so small beans right because the, you're when you're throwing when you're throwing wonder woman 1984 on hbo max the fact that super intelligence is going to it directly right means zero right 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 though it's funny before we uh uh, uh went to the live feed before we got on air when you mentioned to me super intelligence was going to be on hbo this weekend you preface it with well, here's one you're not going to be excited about. And then as soon as you said this, I was excited. So this is a movie that I think is going to be, and it's on your list, it's going to be a very pleasant surprise to people this weekend. But yeah, I don't think Super Intelligence gets a single person to sign up for HBO Max. And that's the big thing. And I think the thought process was back then, mm-hmm. a year ago, Yeah, it would. It yes. would get people like us to be like, you know what? Maybe I'll take a look at this HBO. Well, we're yes. both subscribers. We're always going to subscribe right. to HBO. But we're Max. coastal elites. But people in the stacks. That's might who have you said, need. I'm a big fan of The Boss. I'm a big fan of Tammy. I'm seeing that there's a super intelligence on HBO. Let me subside, subscribe to it. I got to see her fall down. Yeah. I got to see this woman fall down. Yeah. So then, just a, one or two more. This was an interesting one. I had no clue what was happening. Black Beauty. Which is a movie the horse about a movie? horse, the horse movie, Disney Plus. This is a film that's coming out November twenty seventh, so day after. This is a Black huh. Friday release. Black Beauty, Black Friday, right? Was a movie that had no theatrical release date. The reason it's interesting is because Kate Winslet is in this film, huh? So, not going to drive anybody to Disney Plus, but maybe people will take a peek. Yeah, I mean, I think. We might take a peek. I mean, full disclosure, the B.O. boys are doing Thanksgiving together this weekend. We'll be around each other in the next few days. Um, maybe we end up watching Black Beauty. I mean, it's not off the table. I mean, if it gets down to it, I think we can run through a lot of... I mean, uh, you know, listen... We're going to watch Super Intelligence. Well, We're going to watch Hillbilly Elegy. I think Those Hillbilly are Elegy. I think Hillbilly Elegy we watch with with the with, um, um, daytime. Right. I think Super Intelligence. We're hanging out at night watching yeah, Super that's, Intelligence. Yeah. That's the that's the midnight movie for us. Yes. So and then we got Mank, which is going to come out December fourth, but it is in theaters right now, November thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Freaky's coming to PVOD December fourth. So that's a 1999 rental. So that's for people who are taking extended vacations. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. The one last thing before we go. To show you just how intense these wars have become. Mm-hmm. Coming to America, which was purchased by Amazon Prime for streaming, something that I said would happen. You did predict this, yeah. Originally was supposed to come out August 7th, 2020, then moved to December 18th, 2020, then purchased by Amazon. Then the 
the idea was to put this out near Christmas. Mm-hmm. It has now been pushed to March 5th, 2021 because of Soul and Wonder Woman 1984 and the crude, the crudes, a new age. Mm-hmm. There's too many streaming movies, big streaming movies at that time that coming to America had to move. It's, it's so interesting to think of moving a streaming movie because there's a lot of other streaming movies the same weekend because usually that Christmas you know period, those two to three weeks before and after Christmas, you always have five, six, seven huge movies all opening within the, the same day or two of each other. And oftentimes... Most of those movies do well, and a few of them do Bafa Billion Dollar Bobo. Yeah. You know, you've got Star Wars movies opening the same week as Jumanji movies opening the same week as, you know, uh, uh, something like Sing or a big animated movie. And it's interesting that the streamers don't think that that period when everyone's home would basically give you the same results where people will just watch three four five movies in the same week but i think they want to be i think coming to america wants all the buzz yeah it's not even about whether people watch it it's will enough people tweet about it while they watch it well yeah will that night yes they be tweeting no they're going to be tweeting about wonder woman 1984 and soul got i'm surprised soul is staying where it where it is well, that's it. I mean, that's like you talked about Disney dick wagging. They are not going to move. No, because that makes that makes them look weak. You know, and we haven't even talked about Amazon Prime in all of this streaming talk. I I think the difference with Amazon Prime is that you get free shipping with it. It's a completely different thing. People if don't it, know they have it. Yeah, they don't and know they have Oftentimes, people don't realize they are paying for Amazon Prime. They just think they're paying for Amazon. Well, you can't, you can't parse who... Nobody is getting Amazon Prime, the streaming service, just to watch their content. Yes. They're getting it to get free same day or next day right, delivery. Right. Amazon has not separated their streamer from their... Uh, from their shipping service. No, they have not, which they shouldn't because that would be dumb. Right. And well, that, therefore, they're never going to be in this conversation. Yeah, it does make it very hard for the BO boys to really talk about Amazon Prime as a streaming competitor. And the thing with Amazon... But they spend a lot of money on content. They love it. I mean, they love they But it love seems like it's it. a lark. They like were, Prime, as a, as a streaming business does sort of feel like it's a it's a you know it's a hobby it's like going duck hunting well amazon prime was set up so that amazon studios had a place to put their theatrical movies after they did theatrical business Mm -hmm. but of course the pandemic has really damaged theatrical business but also they put out a lot of movies that cost a whole lot of money and did not do a whole lot of business in theaters. Right. And you can point Britain to... Britney runs a marathon. Well, the big one is Late Night. Right. Which cost 
millions and millions upon millions of dollars to put ad placements, ad buys, and it tanked at the box office, and Amazon pivoted and said, well, we're going to just focus on streaming now because late night late night really damaged us. Right, right, right. Right. So, yeah, it's so yeah, we it's it's tough to talk about Prime in the streaming war, but at the same time, yeah, they do make a lot of stuff. Um They do. And they make big acquisitions coming to America, coming to with the number 2. Yeah. Cuz it's a sequel to the original movie is a big get. Yeah. And we're excited for it. Yeah. And hopefully it owns that weekend in March when it drops on Prime. Yeah. Well, listen, Prime did get a lot of online chatter when uh, Borat 2 came out. Exactly. So they were able to capitalize. And that's that was one of the buzziest movies to come out during the pandemic. Right, right. But, you know, I haven't seen or heard much about Coming to America. I don't think Giuliani's in it. So that's a... You know, that's something that may hurt its chances of equaling Borat in the buzz category. But you know what? March 2021... Gives them time to to film something reshoots. post-production. Time yeah, for reshoots. Yeah. All right. Well, what a supersized, deluxe, stuffed episode. Would you say that this episode was stuffed? Yeah, this that, is... This was is, it stuffed? It's filled with stuffing. Uh, yeah. It was stuffed. Yeah, it's filled with stuffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. They yeah. get it. Yeah. So would you, would you say that we had a cornucopia of stories? No, I would we... not have said that. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. But I would have said the stuff thing. Okay. If you hadn't said it, I would have said it. Okay. Um, let us know what you would have said about this episode. Give us your Thanksgiving uh, uh, metaphor. Do you think please. our audience is going to gobble this episode up? Yes, I do think they will gobble gobble this episode, and they can email us. After they've, you know, unbuttoned the pants, let the belly out, then you pull your computer over. Hopefully it's close enough because you're not going to want to get up and get it. But drag your computer over, email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the streaming war, about the dick wagging between Disney Plus, HBO Max. About the the streams and the rivers and the bridges. Yes, yes. Let me know. If you think the the bridge and me being the stream, if that holds up, I no, think you it were does. the bridge, weren't you? No, I was always oh, the stream, God. not the bridge. All right. So email us the bo boys podcast at gmail dot com. Nice and Patreon, you know, now is the time to give thanks. Mm-hmm. But we're not taking thanks. We're not taking monetary thanks. We'll take, you know, Apple podcast ratings yes rate review and subscribe we'll yes. take those but we are not taking monetary thanks what we'd like you to do is help not help out it's not help out it's but not helping go hang out mm-hmm. at our boy jake Fogelness's patreon page mm-hmm. there's some i mean pat you're there all the time and i've uh, heard you say there's a lot of cool stuff going on over yeah there. i've been there a lot recently and i'm really really enjoying it i'm enjoying what i'm seeing i'm enjoying uh, the fact that it's just, I mean, listen, we talk about stuffed. Jake Fulgonus' Patreon is stuffed with content. He's got Squirt TV clips up there. He's got full Squirt TV episodes. He's also got a lot of, you know, commentary stories, anecdotes about the Squirt TV days. So, you know, for if you're a fan of Squirt TV, you're going to go to Jake Fulgonus' Patreon and you're going to get 
all of the great behind the scenes, all of the great anecdotes. He'll t- tell you how he got some of the big guests that he got at the time. Beastie and Boys, right? Didn't the Beastie Boys show up Beastie in his bedroom? Boys, That's insane. Yeah, Beastie Boys, uh, various members of the state were on Score TV. And you're going to really just find out about all of that on Jake Falcon's Patreon. And the thing is, it's a great place for information, but it's just a great, you know, and again, especially in these pandemic times when things are so uncertain, it's a great safe place to just hang out, chill out, and, and you know, just gobble up some really interesting, fun content in a, in a really, like, just safe, good-hearted community there. And if you're isolated right now, you can't be around your family and friends. Right. Go to Jake Fogelness' Patreon page and be around like-minded people, and yes. you won't feel so isolated. Yes. There's a real—one I one of the things I love there is just a real great sense of community at Jake Fogelness' Patreon, and— you know, it just shines through in everything that's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I listen, I'm having the time of my life over there. It's, it's really great. So, you know, come I can over, barely come pull you out. away to do this show. Yeah. I mean, it's getting to that point for sure. It's almost troubling. Yes. Yes. But, well, we did it, Pat. We did it. And this is going to be interesting because now we can actually do it. Yeah. So this is going to be great right now. Yeah. So. Until next time, we'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it. We did nail it.